have a memory from about 17 to 18 years ago that remains with me and at times lifts my spirits. I was still practicing law full-time, winning and losing cases, and working too many hours. On top of that, I was managing our law firm as the managing partner and trying to be the best mom and wife I could be, though seemingly failing often. This particular day from almost two decades ago, I was very stressed, agitated, and distressed. As so often happens, I can't recall the circumstances that caused my distress, but I vividly recall the feelings. My daughter, Mari, and I were in our family room. We have one of those couches that's shaped like a semicircle, so you can see each other on each side of the couch. I was sitting at one end of the couch, and Mari was at the other end, so we could see one another. I was ranting and expressing how concerned and worried and distressed I was. I was so agitated that I was getting up and down from my spot on the couch and pacing a bit. Mari, who was a teenager at the time, piped up. You know what the words are for times like this, Mom. I said, no. What are they? She responded, this too shall pass. Instantly, I felt relief from my despair as well as delighted. Mari comforted me with the words that reminded me this feeling and these worries and this situation will not last forever. This too shall pass. I was also heartened that I had taught a coping skill, a message of hope to our daughter that she not only remembered but that she shared with me at a time when I needed it. The phrase, this too shall pass, has been one of my life's go-to mottos for over 40 years now. I remind myself of it during times of despair, disappointment, and pain. It is comforting and full of hope. This morning, I intend to focus on the meaning of this too shall pass from a few perspectives. First of all, Did you know that this too shall pass does not appear anywhere in the Bible? I did quite a bit of research regarding the phrase and learned that the Bible has no such words. I was a bit panicked when I discovered this, frankly. I also learned that there is no certainty as to where the phrase began. The two most cited beginnings are that King Solomon, whom we know from the Old Testament, coined it, or that Persian Sufi poets wrote it. I also learned that it was a favorite saying of President Abraham Lincoln's. He reinvigorated this too shall pass and popularized it here in the United States. Despite the fact that the words, 
do not appear in the Bible as the phrase exists, this too shall pass. The meaning behind the phrase is contained in several Bible passages. We often think of this too pass as a comfort and a message of hope as Jesus Christ's life, parables, stories, miracles, and way of living teach us. Yes, Jesus suffered, but he was relieved of his suffering. Yes, Jesus got angry, as we all do as human beings, but he used his anger in productive, teachable, meaningful ways. Yes, Jesus witnessed death and illness, but he showed people, even crowds, how to overcome death, despair, and illness as a demonstration of faith, hope, and love. And finally, Jesus died, but he was resurrected. Jesus, through his life, death, and resurrection, lived and taught the positive meaning and depths of the words, this too shall pass. There is comfort in knowing that tough days do not remain and pain subsides. Yet while there is hope in the phrase, this too shall pass, it can also be anxiety provoking. What do I mean? I used to believe and hope that if I worked hard enough, prayed often enough, and did plenty of good works, I would arrive at a sweet spot never to return to a painful place. That is, I would be in God's good graces, and I would not experience or feel mental or emotional pain. Of course, that type of wishing and hoping is fantasy and very immature thinking on my part. Here in this life, we do not arrive or reach a painless pinnacle. Life continues to happen. We experience good times and bad times. That is the good news and the bad news. As one religious author wrote in her book, Jesus Calling, quote, Give up the illusion that you deserve a problem-free life. Part of you is still hungering for the resolution of all difficulties. This is a false hope. In the world, you will have trouble. Instead of seeking perfection in this fallen world, pour your energy into seeking Jesus, the perfect one. End of quote. This is an aspect of this too shall pass that can be disheartening. Have you ever had a specific time in your life or an event that you wanted to hold on to and never let it pass? You may have felt as though all is right with your world. When that happens for many of us, we may want to stop time. We don't want these circumstances, this feeling, to pass. I remember that intense, vivid feeling both times I gave birth 
to our children. They were such joyous occasions. They were so incredible that nothing else mattered. And my joy was uncontainable and unspeakable. I wanted to stop the clock. I wanted everything to stop. One of my meditation books aptly describes this desire to stop time as follows. Quote, Sometimes we, cling, we tend to cling desperately to happiness, trying to freeze time and hold change at bay, as if our joy will be snatched away forever the moment our guard is down. We can become too busy avoiding change to enjoy the gifts we fear to lose. By clutching at what we most want, we lose it all the more rapidly. Change is inevitable. We can depend on that. When we become willing to accept change, we make room for a loving God. By letting go of our efforts to influence the future, we become freer to experience the present, to feel all our feelings while they are happening, and to more fully enjoy those precious moments of joy with which we were blessed. End of quote. For some of us, we may be so focused on containing the good, happy feelings of joy that we try to cling to the past or relive what was, what used to be, without being present to our own lives. This too shall pass is a compact way of saying that life is always changing. The often quoted Ecclesiastes passage that Lois read this morning is a beautiful way of describing ever-present change. I repeat some of its wise words. For everything there is a season, a time for every matter under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to break down and a time to build up, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. I was struck by the words, a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. What prescient words given the circumstances we have lived the past two and a half years with the coronavirus. The following quote describes both aspects of this too shall pass. Quote, when things are bad, remember, it won't always be this way. Take one day at a time. When things are good, remember, it won't always be this way. Enjoy every great moment. End of quote. And while this too shall pass describes ever-present change and the fact that many painful feelings and disappointments, as well as joyful ones, pass as the days of our lives do, frankly, 
this too shall pass doesn't always describe the reality of life. Some diseases don't get better. They don't pass. People live with pain or disabilities or disease for many years, or some die from disease. While it is true that most people recover from the coronavirus, many people have died from it, and many are experiencing emotional pain or physical, mental, long-term effects from it. And for those who suffer grief following the death of a loved one, there may not be solace in the words, this too shall pass. That loved one will not return to this life on earth. The person literally passes on from this world, leaving us with grief, grief that may or may not pass. Our life forever changes. Some people never recover from grief. Their lives are transformed in a very sad, seemingly hopeless way. How does one cope with the new reality of life without a loved one, whether it be because of death, divorce, or estranged relationships? Or how do we accept or live with life marred by an accident or disease, whether we ourselves experience it or a loved one experiences it. This is when and where our faith comes in. As Paul's words are recorded in the Bible at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, quote, No testing has overtaken you that is not common to everyone. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tested beyond your strength. But with the testing, he will also provide the way out so that you might be able to endure it. End of quote. Some people, even religious scholars, believe this and other Bible teachings mean that God sends us pain, disease, accidents, and or suffering to test us. Others believe, including myself, that God does not exist in some high place as a puppeteer making things happen, but God is here for us wherever we are to provide the strength, endurance, hope, and love to guide us and support us during difficult, sometimes lonely times. Rabbi Harold Kushner's classic book, When Bad Things Happen to Good People, discusses the reality of pain following the death of a loved one. Rabbi Kushner wrote this book several years after he lost his son to a debilitating disease. In the book, he explains that reliance on God and our religious or church community is the answer to tragic circumstances. He writes, quote, We need to share our joys with other people, and we need even more to share our fears and our grief. When we feel so terribly alone, singled out by the hand of fate, when we are tempted to 
crawl off in a dark corner and feel sorry for ourselves. We need to be reminded that we are part of a community, that there are people around us who care about us, and that we are still part of the stream of life. End of quote. Just this week, one of the United Church of Christ, UCC, daily devotional readings included this meaningful sentence. Kiss the joy that deepens your love of community. Rabbi Kushner goes on to describe the purpose of prayer. People who pray for courage, for strength, to bear the unbearable, for the grace to remember what they have left instead of what they have lost, very often find their prayers answered. They discover that they have more strength, more courage than they ever knew themselves to have. Their prayers help them tap hidden reserves of faith and courage which were not available to them before. They didn't get a miracle to avert a tragedy, death, illness, but they discovered people around them and God beside them and strength within them to help survive the tragedy. That is an example of a prayer being answered. End of quote. So even when this too shall pass doesn't seem to fit or isn't the comfort we seek, If we are willing, we can pray, we can reach out to others, and we can receive the answer that we are not alone. Loved ones, neighbors, friends, our church community members, and or, most especially, God, Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, help us withstand the pain and adjustment to the loss whatever it may be. There is such joy and hope in Isaiah's words that Lara read this morning. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Amen. Please join me in reciting today's affirmation of faith. We believe in God, the Creator Spirit, who moved upon the face of the deep at the beginning of creation, who created all that is, and who spoke through the prophets of the old. We believe in Jesus Christ, into whom God's Spirit was poured, in fullness and in power. 
that the whole creation might be restored and unified, and who promised that the Spirit would come and fill the faithful with power to withstand all the difficulties of life and give witness to the mighty love of God. We wait on that Spirit today with longing hearts, seeking to be empowered as agents of God's love in Christ, with fresh words and courageous actions of love and hope. Glory be to God, Creator, Christ, and Holy Spirit, now and always. Amen.